Hi guys, welcome to the Last Set Podcast and to join with me today is Connor Hannum. Now, Hello. first time we talked, man, was years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. In your buddy's uh, house. Yeah, Daniel's house, yeah. And you had like a dope, they had like a dope ass uh, studio. Yeah. And now here we are, man, over a year later. Yeah, well, this is a dope ass studio. I was uh, really impressed, actually. It's really, it's really nice. I was not expecting... I don't know what I was expecting, actually, but this is like, this is so cool. It feels professional. It, it does feel professional. Yeah. It really does. It's uh, it's sick. You've got the whole mic setups, and yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. I, the reason why I like to come here so much is just because it feels exactly like I would want, if I had a yeah. studio in the, when I get my studio in the future, I'm saying yeah. years and years and years down the line, but this is exactly how I want it to be. Like oh, this table yeah. and then pod mic here, and then I want to have like decorations around it. I want to have a room like this. So it's like the beginning. The studio, yeah, the goals of like having a good studio is like that shit keeps you going. Yeah. I feel like I've always wanted a, a space to be able to work. I've never had that. Like I've never had a space to just be able to film. It's always been in like my room or like somewhere else. I mean, I'm filming, my podcast is filmed at um, Aiden's house. My co-host Aiden, he has like a little uh, shed in the background, which is like half a gym, half a studio. Wow. So <laughs> that's where we film. And it's actually really good. Um, but yeah, I think eventually we want to go to somewhere different. And I would like, like you said, like my own space as well. Yeah. Because I feel like that helps with creativity so much. When you're in your room, I feel like it's not, It's that's more of a place of relaxation. I find it hard to get, not that I feel much in my room anymore, but I used to. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like one thing I don't understand is because of COVID, people will get more comfortable working from home. Exactly right. I hate working from home. Mm. I absolutely hate working from home. People are like, oh yeah, I want to live comfortably so I can work from a laptop. No, yeah. I don't. I actually love the idea of going somewhere to do something. Exactly right. So that's why I've, I've said to myself, look, I'll probably, when I get some more equipment, I might use the house or I'll just keep using something like this or find somewhere where I can yeah. put the equipment so it doesn't feel like it has to be at home, you know? You, you get what I mean? Do you edit at home or is this kind of like edit itself almost? So what I do is because I have multiple uh, responsibilities and jobs. Yeah. How I've stationed this podcast now is I've got to make it as easy for myself. As, as possible. Yeah. As well, possible. that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So what I do is with this Rodecaster, I mean, it's spot on. I have like a preset on Adobe, the software I use. So when I just plug it in, it sets the preset to, it sets to the volume right. control that I want and then export it from Adobe straight to Podbean. Now Podbean's the software, sorry, the uh, subscription service that I use. You put it up on Podbean, it sends it to every audio platform. Yeah. So I don't have to individually upload it to Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever. Yeah, it just sends has. it all out for me, including YouTube as well. Yeah, so that's the thing, like Aiden, Aiden edits the show and I do the clips. So I've never had that like responsibility of having to edit the show yeah. and get it out because out, out, we upload every Monday and that's to like streaming and like, you know, YouTube and stuff. The footage goes up on YouTube. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. A lot of, um, I give a lot of credit to Aiden cause he's the man who edits the show. And then throughout the week, I'll, when I listen to the show, I'll like take notes about what would make a good clip and stuff. And then that's my job to then go through and, we can upload to one to five clips a week with yeah. the show clips. Clips are really good as well. I, I've are. seen I've seen you do quite a few as well. We did a lot. But back when me and Jack were running together, we would do about good like 10 clips an episode. It's good. You know, it really helps it, it to helps. grow. Yeah, it, it really does. It does. It does. But like um, the thing is for me is my style of doing it now is it's just complete free flow. That's the best. It's, it is. And I feel like it's the best because – 
with him, we would always have all our topics and we write them down. We try and skip to the next one, skip to the next one, next one, next one. We have to make yeah. sure we get through all those topics by the end of it. But for me now, it's just like, okay, I've got an, I've got an hour to two hours in here and I'm just going to treat enjoy it like- Enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, enjoy it. Because I, I, even though clips are good and they get you views and they get you clicks and get you down, and but I care the most about when someone watches or listens to a full episode because if I can hold someone's attention for mm. that long, yeah, that's what makes you a good podcaster. Exactly right. And I feel like the ones who rely too much on clips, I understand because people's attention span is so short, but the people who rely too much on clips, they don't really get like true followers as a po- in the podcast world. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I get the, that. They just want to watch that couple of minutes. It's a quick little uh, giving information, see you later. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, but it's a teaser as well because yeah. some 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 podcasts I've listened to, depending on some of the clips that that will influence me whenever or not when I download. Like a good example for me was I get a lot of shit for talking about this as well, but <laughs> I'm actually I don't mind Logan Paul's podcast. Okay, impulsive, I, impulsive. It's mm-hmm. not some episodes he has are just they're not that they're not they're, they're they're not conversations. It's just four dudes yelling at each other. But some guests he'll get on who are very very articulate. Mm-hmm. And they actually they actually tell good stories. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll listen to that. Not but they actually they treat it like a game show. You know what I mean? Like they have things out. In yeah, front of them. it's definitely yeah. That's definitely like you know. It, I mean, it's like Logan's interesting, and there's a lot of people out there. I feel like it's you know it's a competitive market now. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was you know maybe the odd person would have one. Now, like you were saying the other day on your show like you know every like tom dick and harry has one now (laughs) and it's like trying to like almost stand out but i honestly don't think that you can have too many i mean like how many times have you you know you've cat you know caught up on the latest episode of your favorite podcast and you're like what the fuck do i listen to now at work like i feel like you there can never be too much i think also it's just like like you said entertaining them for as long as you can and wanting them to come back next week is a really important thing you've got to like Earn, earn your space. Yeah. You know, respect the hour, respect the people actually listening to you, like entertain them. That's the most important thing, I think. It, it feels like a commitment because you've been podcasting for why, quite a while, man. Long Did time, you start yeah. in high school? Yeah, 2016, I think. So you've been doing End it of 2016. Years. Yeah, so yeah, it's <laughs> been a while. But on and off, I think, you know, only when, um, only when I started uh, 50% Doctor Who podcast, that's when um, we committed to doing it weekly. And that's uh, that's that's been great. And it's so interesting because when Aiden approached me about doing it, I was really against it. I didn't want to do it. I was like, this is not a great idea. I didn't like the idea of it. But I agreed to it because I, I, I grew up with Aiden and, like, you know, we were really close. And then after high school, we kind of drifted a little bit. And I think it was kind of a way to, like, see each other again a little bit. It was more of, like, just a bit of fun just to be able to catch up every week. We started doing it through Zoom, like not even together for a long time. And now we film together every every time and we film it and stuff. But then, yeah, then it became this uh, thing that I'm actually insanely proud of. And so, I'm so glad I did it. But I was so close to, to not doing it because I was like, do I really want this commitment again? Like you said, just saying like it is a big commitment. But yeah, I, don't, I can't tell you how close I was to <laughs> saying no. And then we actually did it and... Yeah, I think you said you're like 130 episodes in. I think we're we're 100, and close to 130. Yeah, fucking nice. So nice. we're pretty much similar on the same episodes, uh, yeah. wise. Yeah, because you get past that phase at the start where you just want to grow, you want to grow, you yeah, want to grow. exactly. But now you're just in a phase where oh sweet, I can do one this week. I know, isn't that great? It's so nice to like you know when you start, you have that pressure of like 
you know, I need to convince people that's a good show. Like I'm actually a good podcaster. Like I can, I can entertain. And like, you're right. When you get to that space and you actually have some people who actually do enjoy tuning in every week and, you know, give you support, there's something nice in that. And you do feel like a lot of less pressure. You feel like you can start being yourself more. And I agree going into like a show, it's called the 50% podcast for a reason. Cause me and Aiden just, we go off track so much. We can talk about shit that's got nothing to do with Doctor Who. And that is really the, I think, what people like about it. I think that's I think, great. You I know, think you're, I would actually a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Because with, we're, we're going to get into the your podcast and all that, because it's yeah. good that you explore that around because I too feel the same way myself. Like it's, it's so strange because in all the episodes that I've done, my favorite episodes were the ones where I had someone on and we just had a genuine conversation. conversation. It didn't feel like an interview. Yeah. Because a lot of the people I have are usually either fighters. I heard you say about this, about, um, I listened to the episode we had the two comedians on. Yeah. That was a fucking great episode, Thank by you. the way. Thank yeah, you. I really yeah. loved that. Shout out to Annette Podcast. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, <laughs> I really dug what you guys were saying. Yeah, and you were saying about how you had um, the PTs on and you felt almost that you had to like, you couldn't really maybe go off topic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was just cause like, um, well, it also comes down to the person Connor as well. Like mm. you can have someone on a podcast who's done podcasts before. So doing this, they're very, very relaxed. They're chill. They know what to say. They don't care. Yeah. But for some people, it's alien. Like it is because yeah. you get behind a microphone. Yeah. And you can it's be scary. Like, it's not like having a conversation <laughs> with your mate yeah. at home. Yeah. It's, it's being recorded. It, you do get that kind of sense where you're like, Oh shit. What I say is, on record it is, <laughs> you know? it is. Yeah. and the best like i say the best ones i had where it was just people generally talking shit and that episode where i did with those two comedians they uh thabo and and uh bruno that was great it was it i had no notes that day i came in with intentions of doing about an hour and a half and i, w I couldn't i was like i wanted it to be so much longer and it went for a full two hours yeah and it was, I had some notes written down. I always make sure I come up with notes, but after then I stopped using like notes. Like dot points and stuff. Yeah, dot yeah, points. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you need to make sure you control the conversation so it's going at a steady pace. But with them, it was just, oh man, it was like a Saturday night at the yeah. bar with your friends. And it was just, it felt so genuine. So was, that, was that your first two-part episode? It, like uh, in the sense where you've been filming that you don't want to stop? Yeah, I actually think it was. Actually, I, I would believe it was. I've done a couple of two-part episodes when we started because we would have one hour when we would talk about the UFC card and we'd have one hour where we'd just talk about shit that was going That's on. That's right, I remember that. Yeah, so, yeah, that was... I, re I really believe that was the first game because there was no... Yeah. I don't know how to put my finger around it, but there was just there was no intention to, um, you know amplify the person it was just it felt like three guys just it felt very unfiltered which it, i think that's, is the, that's is the, the, the best the I'm like for. you know yeah. and i think as like a listener myself it was it was really good and you know what you don't feel i feel like this is another thing that podcasters do sometimes which i think doesn't really work like you know don't don't be afraid to have them back on like you can have people on just because you've had them on before yeah that's great like you know your audience can get used to your dynamic they're like that was great last time they're back on you could like have those guys back on. I think if you could, if you want to revisit people, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's it's nice. You get the familiar faces in as well. Yeah. How many, who's come on your podcast the most amount of times would you reckon? You um, so Daniel, you know, Daniel. Yeah. Um, so Daniel, actually, because we're, we're reviewing seasons, like reviewing old episodes of the show of oh. Doctor Who. And then when a new episode comes out, 
we stopped the rewatch and we review the new episodes. So we review it season by season. And Dan comes on once a season. We have someone from Aiden's friend group, Xavier. He he comes on once a season. And then we've got friends in the UK, uh, Dylan and Vinny and stuff. They will come on. Like it's it's hard with time with different time zones and stuff for the UK people. Plus we're literally chatting out there about Zoom and what a fucking pain in the ass it is. Sorry, can I swear? Is that okay? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Cool. Yeah. yeah um, you know, it's such a pain in the ass with Zoom. But um, yeah, and then now I think I was terrified to like reach out to YouTubers that I respect. Me too. Because I didn't want them to think that I was just using them to get their followers to want to watch my show. When in reality, I was like, I genuinely love, I've watched you for years. And that was, I was kind of in the DMs to them being like, you know, you're kind of a hero to me. This is kind of weird that, you know, you want to, you know, some of them reached out and said they want to come on. Some people I reached out to, uh, like Crispy Pro and, and Josh Snares, like they're Doctor Who YouTubers who are like really respected and renowned. And, you know, it's an absolute honor. We've got Josh coming on tomorrow. Uh, Crispy Pro's come on the show a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, it's such an honor. Like really, I, I'm so happy that, you know, people that I grew up watching and really respect when they watch your show and actually like it too, it's the best feeling in the world. When you, yeah, when you have people who, um, well, I think when you people are like that on the show because they're the ones that are truly humble and you look up to because they know what it's like to be in your position oh, and there's lack, yeah. there's not much ego involved. Yeah. So we've said this before about people getting famous and mm. you know, they get podcasts and they think because they're already famous that the podcast is going to be, it, no, it's like start, you have to start from the beginning. Like, exactly right. And if you, your stripes, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's like that, but it's like that with everything you do as well. Mm. And when you let go of that ego and understand, you know what, maybe I'm not the best at this. I'm not good at this. That's when you're free to pursue it as well. So, yeah, uh, I really, I really like the conversation you guys had about, um, you know, you were talking a lot about, um, I don't know what I want to say hate, but like, how do you do, do you get like, cause I swear like in the Doctor Who community, like it might be, I understand from like someone who maybe is like an outsider, like it might seem like, you know, done and gains, but it's some of the most toxic fucking <laughs> shit I've yeah. ever seen in my life. A majority of like comments on like our clips and it's not aimed at us a lot of the time. It's more aimed at like they they hate the decisions that the show are making. For example, the new doctor who's coming in uh, next year is like the first gay and black doctor, oh, okay. uh, Shudi Gatwa. I didn't know that. Yeah, well that, that absolutely fucking upsets people so much which is ridiculous but like you know they'll more they'll more like aim like those hateful comments at like the creators but it's on it's on like our videos and stuff and it used to like it used to really upset me when i used to get comments sometimes that were like aimed at me for defending like the current doctor jodie Whittaker. she's a woman i did a video kind of like defending her and that pissed a lot of people off and there are a few comments aimed at like me and my points not so much anymore like nothing really surprises me anymore but when you get that first comment do you oh. get did you get some shit i got shit from everyone yeah i got shit from everyone because back when me and jack started the podcast i had only just started jiu-jitsu training right. jack was a black belt in taekwondo that's right yeah and we were not experts on it and we got i got called out a lot because we were talking about something that we didn't have full knowledge of. Of course. So I got criticized by a lot of fucking people. Actually, but, that's wrong. <laughs> it's just crazy that people say that shit. Like, actually, you know, you're wrong. 
it's like, come on, man. Like you're just trying your best. Like you're, you're learning, you know, one of the things that's, um, I, I tell people about a very, someone who's free of ego is willing to make themselves look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to understand that you're going to look stupid and you're going to look clueless in front of others when you're dabbling into a t- comp- t- t- uh, technique. Like, for example, it's like learning a new language. You know, when you try to learn Spanish for the first time or- Yeah, I'm learning to- Dutch at the moment because my girlfriend's Dutch oh, and oh, she really? speaks fluent Dutch. Wow. My whole family do. So I am, I say learning. I, I say learning. I know how to say thank you and- uh, Goodbye and stuff. I'm learning slowly, but there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. So you have to understand that this is something that you don't know anything about, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way it goes. The way I dealt with it was um, my whole life. I've kind of put up with that kind of stuff, so I kind of feed off it, and mm-hmm. um, I, I, in the way I do, like I'll give you this one scenario. There was this guy who who wanted me to. Uh, I can't. I don't obviously don't want to say his name. Who wanted me to work with him. And I was telling him about what I was doing. And then he was, I said, oh, I'll run a podcast because I fucking love it. I've been doing it for over a year. And he mm. goes, oh, how much money do you make off it? And I go, oh, I don't make any money off it. And he goes, you are doing the biggest mistake to yourself because you will never make any money off your podcast. Believe it. And then I just, I heard that and I was like, I'm not doing this for money. You know, mm. when you went and then that's when I had a real assessment with myself. I mean, I understood where there was, an, there was some intention behind the guy or whatever, but when you are doing something and, and you have a big reason to why you do it, like the reason why I tell people I do this is because I'm deaf. I lost my hearing when I was three. I am more than happy yeah. to sit down with some random dude off the street, listen to his story and put it out there for the world to see. That is it. There's something beautiful about that as yeah. well. Yeah, there's, there nothing, really there's nothing less or more than that. That is all. And that's why I've been doing it. And people get into podcasts because they think they're going to get big, they're going to get famous, they're going to get money, they're going to get... Girls, Lamborghinis, they want to get like Joe Rogan, they want to yeah. have inter- celebrities on. And I feel like that's the wrong reasons. So my, that my intentions are pure, my reasons are for nothing more than I love it and enjoy it. And then that's it. That's what just keeps me going. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate that like money changes everything. <laughs> it does. The it second does. you start making some dough, they'll be like, oh, you maybe out. you were, maybe you were right. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, oh, then, and also, yeah, exactly. The yeah. other people will be like, you sell out. There is no pleasing anybody. I think. That's what I've kind of learned. As long as you're happy with what you're doing and you're releasing the best content that you think you can and you are growing as a person, there is never going to be that, that like, you know, that perfect show. People are going to say X, Y, and Z. Like we just said there, people are going to say you sell out or, oh, you know, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. And then like those people, like, you know, people don't like to see people grow. That's where a lot of the hatred comes from is yeah. that they don't like to see people grow. I also think... For me personally, I had to actually look at myself and this was me being critical of myself. If you are focusing on the hate, you are focusing on the wrong thing because um, you have to focus on the people who are actually backing you. And when you, where you are in your point as well in your podcast and where I'm in mine, I pay now so close attention to the people who actually listen and tell me that they believe in me because those people now I want to prove right. I don't want to do this anymore so I can prove all the people, other people that they're wrong. I'm doing this because I want to prove to everyone else that, you know, I, thank you for believing me and I'm going to do this for you. It's like, um, it's like Machine Gun Kelly. You hey, know? here yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> have you watched the documentary Life in Pink? I haven't, but I've heard the podcast, my favorite podcast listened to, they were, they were discussing it. They, yeah, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. Mm. I don't know if I will. What, what do you think about it? I really liked it. Okay. I loved it because 
I'm actually a huge fan of his. And I heard you mention him, yeah. Yeah, mm. and I'm, I've been a fan of him for quite some time. The reason being is just because his growth as well and his person everything he went through and then he there was a point in the um documentary that i just loved so much was there was all these articles that come out about him when he released his um tickets to my downfall album because that's when he switched genres right he, he went from a rapper to like a pop punk like a pop yeah that's yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah and then everyone was saying oh he's a sellout he's this because eminem trashed him and now he's <laughs> over. Classic, yeah. and and yeah. He, then he had a call with his psychologist and then the psychologist over the phone and says, you are doing this, looking at the wrong reasons. Look at all the kids that are lining up to see you. Look at all the people that are chanting your name in the shows. Look at the people who are coming to your shows and afterwards saying, this guy's saved my life. You have to focus on those people. Mm. Don't focus on what the other people are saying because he got so caught up in all the other artists talking shit about him yeah. and pretty much everything else that was going on. Well, speaking of therapy, actually, like that has been really helpful. I've been in therapy since uh, year 10. That's been insanely helpful. And I also started antidepressants this year. After actually, seriously, this is actually a true story. After reading a comment on YouTube, yeah, I was like, this is affecting me way too much. I need to like start focusing on myself. I'd been putting off taking antidepressants for a long time. And then I started taking them in March of this year, along with therapy and stuff. And, you know, uh, having like a healthy relationship and having really good friends. I think I've decided that, you know, more just like, I just ask myself, am I happy with what I'm doing? And I, I'd say I am. I don't think like, I don't think I'm on like the perfect path yet, but I think dead set, like if I'm actually being honest, if I am happy with myself, I'd say I really am. Like I'm happy with the direction I'm taking. Doing the show is so damn fulfilling as well. And I know I know you feel the exact same way about what you do. It, it To me, it's so fulfilling and it helps my mental health a lot, a lot more than like you do get negative stuff from it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the the positives completely outweigh the negatives. And it's such a, it's such an event for me, like artistically and creatively. It's so great. I, would you ever do like spinoff shows? Cause I've been thinking of like doing another show as well. I don't know when I'll do it, but like, you know, maybe you host one just by myself or would you ever do something else? Or do you think you're just going to stick with like the last set and do like maybe spinoff shows in that under that name? I, it's funny actually how you mentioned that because someone asked me that the other day, um, who had known me since I started this, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I there was when I did have the idea that I was going to sort of start my own thing and call it um, Balls to the Wall. Okay. Uh, Balls to the Wall podcast. That was okay. just a name that I've always um, I ha just had in my mind. But and I was like, no, you know what? I mean, I've already made it this far. Mm. Why not just keep going with what I'm doing? I feel like it's different now because even though i would change then maybe i would change the name i love the name yeah i actually think that's a great name thank you i um i maybe i might change the name but i would keep doing it on top of everything i've already done i don't yeah wouldn't just start again from zero because it would just now this i just changed uh, the formula of this because it used to be about um fighters and pts and MMA doctors and all that. yep yeah now it's just me and it's been just me and it's what I want and I don't see anything wrong with that. And I changed the credits for everything. So yeah. it's like, instead of just starting from the beginning, it's just here, but in another direction. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I know like, what you mean about growth. Cause like, um, you know, the podcast I started on was with Dan, which is what, which is what the podcast that you came on. And like, that's something that I've been, that's why I started in 2016. And I know what you mean by, 
starting from the bottom again. And I feel like I've put so much time and effort in the last two years growing the show I'm doing with Aiden. And I really do want to, uh, you know, start that shot with Dan again. It's on like indefinite hiatus. It has been for a while. Yeah. And um, I get asked about it a fair bit, which is nice. Someone even like someone in the UK even made a bloody, uh, my friend Jacob in the UK, he started a, a Twitter account saying like, this has been this many days since for a laugh or something like that. <laughs> what did he do? He was like, he's like, oh yeah, it's like tweeting it for a laugh every day until it comes back. It's lovely to hear. And I do want to bring it back, but you're right. I've, I've, and I spoke to this about Daniel. It's like, you know, it's, it's really, it's really scary to me to like, have like the pressures of doing two shows and you know, I've got to be realistic. I, when it comes to the show, like, you know, I'm, I run the Instagram, Aiden runs the Twitter and then I do the clips and I'm like, I just have to be real and say like, you know, if we do bring the show back, like I'm not going to be able to do the clips. I won't be able to do the socials. Mm. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it is kind of like feeling like you have to start from the bottom again and like work your way up. And it's like, it's kind of scary when like, you know, you I've gotten to a point now where I feel like I'm happy with, with, my show of Aiden and I really want to get to that point with Dan, but also it's like, shit, that's going to take a lot of time and effort as well. You look at it realistically. Yeah. You got to look at it realistically. And like yeah. you said, like you got our responsibilities. Like I got our responsibilities. I, I work five days a week. Like I've got a lot of the time that I'm editing is, is after work is during my lunch break. Um, you know, that shit takes time. You have to ask yourself, do I really actually just want to do that? Like, yeah. And if you don't, then it's not worth it. That's what I tell people. You have yeah. to ask yourself deep down, do I really actually want to do this? Or am I just doing this because I want to look like I'm doing something? Exactly right. Yeah. So if you can, if you, if you, how, if you have to force yourself to do it, then it's not worth it. Sometimes. I do see a lot of people and I do feel sorry for them because I feel like I've definitely been in that spot where like I see people start shows and I think, you know, and again, this isn't me attacking them. I've, I've been there. Like sometimes I think people don't realize how, much effort and time and space like you need to like give yourself to like actually focus on you know growing it and it takes a lot of time and effort it's almost like growing a child like hmm. the youtube algorithm is so addicting and i kind of love it and i hate that i love it but i love editing i love chucking up the clips i love mm -hmm. feeding the algorithm that's that's what it was designed to do if you if you give it a video every day youtube's gonna love you if you don't it'll hate you it won't recommend your videos and that's why it's so addicting and that's the kind of you have to have that kind of like that get up and go about you, that fire on your ass. And that's why I love working with Aiden so much. Aiden is like, Aiden is one of the hardest working people I know. And I love that guy so much for that. And he inspired me to want to work harder. He just, he's always had it. And I, I never had it for a while, but he like, in, the fact that like we have that deadline when we say like a video is going to go up, it's going to go up. And we like, we respect each other for that. Like I know the episode would go up. He knows the clips would go up and you know, we just work so well together, Yeah, which is really good. Cause when you, when you start a show with like a friend, you don't know how well you're going to exactly. work together. You don't know if it's going to work. Exactly. Because you're all, you become, there's a difference between being friends and being business partners. That's so, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like your friends, your friend, but like, when they're at work, they're in work mode and they have to treat like, you know, call you out for your, like you, you have those awkward you. conversations yeah. where like, actually like, you know, I don't know if I agree with that or maybe we should do this. Cause it's another person's show as well. You got to, mm. if you're co-hosting with someone like, you know, it's not just your show. Like it's, it's like, oh, when should we upload this? Like, you know, what about this? Should we do that? Like, you know, and, and you have to sometimes have those awkward situations or conversations where you, you know, like literally like, 
I I don't know. Like <laughs> we had we had um we um we were gonna have someone on the show and I felt quite uncomfortable about it and I had to tell my co-host I felt uncomfortable about it. And um that was scary. Mm-hmm. But you know, he couldn't have been nice about it. But I heard you the other day say on your show that, you know, you had someone on that you had a bit of an issue in the past with. Yeah. That sounded interesting. I, I would love to have something like that yeah, one day. I love this story. So, but um, I'm going to say his name because I love him now as a person. Well, he came on, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. yeah so that's the other thing. So it, it was with Doug. So yeah. back in the day when I was stripping, we had a bit of issue with each other. I don't need to get too much into it and mm-hmm. all that, but it was, yeah, we had an issue with each other. Yeah. And then um, all of a sudden, just later on down the track, and we were different people back then, and we grew individually as human beings, and then we was started reaching out and talking to each other, and I saw what he was doing, and he saw what I was doing. Mm. So we were reaching out to each other. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I want to get this, get, this, get this guy on. And when I, and I, when I brought Doug on, it was like, it was like a, I don't know if this is a bad example, but it was like a snake that had shed its skin and that person, that person right. that used to be was like a completely different personality. Yeah. And we sat there and we had like an hour conversation and um, I was so happy with it. By the end of it, we were like smacking and high-fiving and yelling. I was like, fuck, I was fired up. Yeah. Because, and that's where a point where I realise as a person, I'm not the same human being. I mean, I'm still a shithead, but... <laughs> yeah, you, well, you go, you know. Yeah. And you can see that through the show, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but it felt... I don't know, it's just it felt real. It felt... It's one of those moments where you really, really, truly appreciate yourself. Yeah. And I feel like if you're someone who's, you know, so like a man who's at war with himself constantly is trying to improve himself, it's kind of hard for him to... At the end of the day, you are, you are your own toughest critic. Mm. But when there's a moment where you truly appreciate yourself, I'm like, fuck. It's not like it's saying, I'm just like jerking myself off or stroking my ego. But it was a moment of complete clarity. And I thought to myself, holy shit. I think it's great. I think that is so interesting. Yeah. And again, you are, we, like, we are here to entertain. And I yeah. think that's a really cool thing that you did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. I think that's amazing. I'd like to... I like to do something like that, I guess, if I wasn't like too uncomfortable about it. But I mean, I know when you, you had uh, the two comedians on, you guys were talking about like um, like stripping and comedy and how similar they were. Would yeah. you say that's kind of similar to like, you know, when you're doing like stripping and comedy, would you think it's the same with like podcasts and stuff? Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, what's the best way I can put it? Like, um, um, so you can rephrase the question again, like- Well, like, you know, like, I mean, you guys were talking about like comedy and the stripping and how like, you know, it was a similar kind of like, you know, that, that fear factor almost and like, you know, the competitiveness and that's kind of similar to like podcasting as well. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it is a similar, it's a similar game in the sense, like, you know. I, I, I yeah. Okay. It, it is competitive, yeah. but I'm not the kind of guy who's ever um, verbally gone out of my way to talk shit about another podcast. Yeah, I've, I've, never gone, I've, I've never gone out of my way to harm another podcast. I will have my own criticisms, but I keep that shit to myself. Yeah, interesting. And one thing I tell people as well, uh, when you're working hard, man, when you're you're hustling and you're making the most and you're doing the things you know you need to do and you're taking responsibility, you don't give a fuck about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So I learned to to call myself out. Like um, if I was getting critical of another podcast, I'm like, no, they're just doing their fucking job. Yeah. And you're insecure about yourself for saying something like that. 
So you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Mm. And that way you won't have that criticism. That way you won't have that criticism about. We've, yeah, we've had that a few times where like, I think we've like, you know, we've said like a few things about like uh, another creator who, you know, to this day, I still don't agree with some of the stuff they've said and done, but mm -hmm. we've, we got to the end of the show and we're like, we'll just fucking cut that. Like, you know, again, like you just said, like, I'm not, yeah, you're not here to make enemies. At least I'm not. I know some people do love yeah, that kind do. of thing. <laughs> I got no issue necessarily. I don't really have an issue of like calling someone out, but also I got to, I got to think like, you know, I think also it's like, well, what if they said that about you? Yeah, that would, that would hurt your feelings. But yeah. some people don't have an issue with that. Like I had a conversation with Aiden about cutting something from a show once and he's like, should we cut it? And I said, you can cut it, but you know, don't expect them to do that for you. Like there will be times when, you know, you get shit from other people, but you know, in the day, you just got to keep going. I mean, that whole comedy thing, that interests me so much. Yeah. I love how you tried that. I feel like I'd like, to, I, I, I won't ever do it because I don't think I've got that. You know, I can respect I don't really have that. Yeah. You know, I don't think I could do it, but I I think that's such an interesting craft. I, I listen to a lot of uh, comedians' podcasts and follow them. Like, you know, I think that's such an interesting. I mean, you kind of said like you didn't, you, yeah. you kind of like lost that passion almost. Well, when, when I did it, I, it was because I really wanted to and I wasn't afraid to get up on stage and uh -huh. do it regardless because one thing I know about myself is I've failed at so many things and I'd say that's my biggest weapon in a way that I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid to look like an idiot because I've done it for so many times before. So, But what really happened is when you there is no shame in all that. And there's a lot of power in trying something and pursuing something. But along the way, you have to ask yourself, do I really want it? And what was happening to me was, I said it on the podcast, but I just thought about the end goal. I just yeah. thought about the yeah. stages. The That's like I said again about my intentions, you know. I thought about the stages, the crowds, the happy moments. I didn't actually think about what it was like as a comedian. You have to drive like 30 minutes to some hotel to talk for five people who yeah. are gonna not gonna laugh and berate yeah, exactly you. Exactly right, yeah. And then I realized, oh, so this is what it's like. And then those are the things you truly have to go through, but you have to want to really embrace it. And by the end, um, I wasn't embracing it as much. And I I think I was more, um, more, in love with the idea of being like the the name of be, saying I'm a comedian rather than actually being a comedian and saying and then this the idea if you have to say you are something then you're not mm. and that's what was happening to me. I did a fair amount of gigs. Yeah, I, I had some really did. good yeah. times. I heard you'd done that before. So yeah. when we met last, you were talking about it. Yeah, and then and I, so I had some really really good moments. At the, same, at the same time, after COVID happened, my situation changed and I just had a real heart to heart myself. And I said, you know what? I don't actually want to do it. And if I keep going, even though truly I don't want to do it, um, and, I'm, and I'm not disciplined enough through it, then what's the point? It's good you're having yeah. that like yeah. open dialogue with yourself though. Yeah. I think it's good. It's, it, it, it's, it's important to say that. It really is. Sometimes, you know, we do just like, I feel like with my job at the moment, I'm, I finally finished in November and I've had that conversation with myself many times. I know I don't want to do this, but I kind of like wish I don't, I, I don't like to regret stuff, but I do kind of wish I had more of a backbone when I finished school and was like, no, I'm going to, cause my parents were quite into the idea of me doing a trade. And I wish I had that kind of like backbone to be like, no, you know what? I actually do just want to 
I wanted to go to film school. I yeah. wouldn't anymore, but you know, I, I wanted to go to film school and I kind of wish I had that backbone and just had that honest dialogue with myself. Like, you know, you don't want to do this as much as it's good to have a trade. I'm never going to fucking use it. Yeah, I don't want to use it either. Wait, wait, yeah. When you question your own values yeah. and when you question your own metrics, that's when you really have an honest conversation, but that's when you really can pursue your things. Like, uh, what is it? Let's say if you did something for a bunch of years and you wanted to do something else, but you're scared of it, like, but you have to accept the fact that you don't want to do something like it's, for example, I knew, I knew a guy who wanted to, he wanted to write a screenplay nice. and it, I was like, fucking good on you, man. You should go for it. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm already so good at this. And then he's, and then one day I saw him and he started writing and I was like, oh, what happened? He just, he said, I realized that I wasn't really cut out for it. So I was free to pursue whatever, pursue the screenplay in the first place. So there's, and then he said to me, well, I was like, good for you. And he goes, well, the, the, somewhere down the conversation, he says something that stuck with me. He said, there is no reason to do something, but there's also no reason not to do something. So you may as well just do it anyway. Exactly right. You know, I think as well, like it's kind of hard when you are in your twenties, like to Remember, like, you got so much fucking time as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right to... Yeah. I think the best thing we could have done is start our shows now. Yeah. Because, you know, we will get older and keep doing it. Yeah. And you need those years. You need yeah. your 10,000 hours, you know? Like, and I think that's the best thing you can do. It's hard sometimes to forget that you are still young and it's like, it's really not the end of the world that... Yeah. I had that conversation myself. It's not the end of the world. I did carpentry for five years. Like oh, it cool. really isn't like, you know, I've got time to, we were saying before, I want to like get into like radio and broadcasting next year. And I've got time. Yeah. You've got time. Like you really do. Even like your fairies is a completely different time in your life where you can continue to follow your dreams and your goals yeah. and aspirations. And you're, you're getting a bit older, but you can still do stuff. Yeah. I honestly feel like people's lives would be different, right? If they, it would cause a lot of uns, um, um, unrest, depending on the person. But if you knew exactly when you were going to die. Oh, God. Yeah. If you knew exactly the moment you were going to die in the year, you, your life from now would be so different. Oh, wow. And I feel yeah. like if people told themselves that it would be very different because dying, the, the fear of the fear of dying is a legit fear it's a very I scary think that's my biggest fear yeah actually. I would, say, so I would say it's probably my biggest fear yeah and people do a lot of things out of fear as well yeah. so but then they can use that fear because if I tell myself okay if I was gonna die tomorrow what would you do if you were gonna die one year what would you do or would you be the same job would you try and chase those dreams would you talk to that person you always want to talk, talk to yeah i just i guess like that's this is like an ego thing but like i'm really kind of scarily kind of obsessed with like my own legacy almost like i want to have that i want to be remembered you know i want to have that legacy i want to yeah. be you know i have goals of wanting to have you know a, a studio in like Perth City doing like five shows a week, Monday oh. to Friday. That's my that's my goal to have a studio and like have a crew yeah. and have like a co-host, yeah. um, you know, still do my dot two show. But this is like, have like my main crew, like, you know, like H3 podcast is like my main inspiration. That's what I listen to every week. And like the Howard Stern show, like Howard Stern was like my first inspiration. And, and he, at least he used to like in New York, you know, like you know, Monday to Friday, there was a time where he was getting 11 million listeners at like eight, eight in the Ooh. morning. It was unheard of. And wow. I, I love that. I love the idea of like people tuning in to like listen to you and your crew making the most entertaining show. Like 
I really have learned to respect the art of 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 like audio and like you know doing the show and like having to entertain the listeners and I think that's great like you know you gotta earn your place and to have that legacy I think is something that I would be very proud of but you know I think also like I've been talking about this a lot in therapy as well I'm with a lot of other like podcasters about how you know I don't know if this is the same with you but I've I've achieved some stuff with the show that when I first started the show I had like I was like these are my goals and I've achieved a few of them in the last couple of, of months especially this year and like I do have that sense of kind of like hollowness but it's like oh god like you know I'm here and I actually do kind of feel the same about things even though these were goals that if I would have told myself when I first started the show that we've achieved x y and z I wouldn't have believed it but it very much is and I've been talking about this a lot as, as cringy as it is it really is just a journey and enjoying it yeah along the way and then getting to that achievement as amazing as it is it's also like I've been trying to enjoy the little things in life more yeah I feel I think I'm right one thing the biggest change for me on this podcast was I stopped running down goals mm. I stopped it's that's good yeah I, I, like. I literally stopped saying oh I want to make 150 episodes for the it's good to have goals but once you but then you achieve them and you feel like, oh, fuck. Like, what next? You know? Yeah. So, and what I was next, so, exactly. I was so concentrated on just getting to that number of episodes. I wasn't actually enjoying. Oh, I'm here now. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you can get obsessed with the idea of the goal that you don't enjoy it along the way. Yeah. So I say to so people say to me, what do you want to do with your podcast in five years? I say, I just hope I'm still doing it. That's it. That's the best. Exactly. If, if I'm still in five years, if I'm still paying uh, to rent out this space and going in here, I'm not taking a single dime as long as I'm happy. Yeah, of course. Why the fuck not? That can be enough, I think. Yeah. I know that is that is literally, I feel exactly the same way. If I could have a goal in five years, it would be doing, you know, the show I'm doing now. I would like to eventually when I'm in the right time and space to, you know, do the other show that I've always dreamed about doing and, and like working towards that goal of that, like, you know, studio and those five five uh, episodes a week show. But yeah, you're right to have that. Yeah, to have that inspiration and that goal is is more important than like the accolades and like oh, hundred percent. You know, the achievements because let's say for example, someone like Joe Rogan, Christ, I'm Joey episodes, Boy, God, he, yeah, he's done like I can't remember exactly the exact number now, but I can he's guarantee like that he's not worried. Episodes, yeah, so, I can yeah. I can guarantee he's not thinking about the next 50 the next 25 i feel like he's always thinking just about enjoying the one that he's at and i don't think he's and i know that for a fact because he's not motivated by money he just he's got millions of dollars when he got the 100 million dollar well that was what it was it was actually that's what it was ruined to be and i've heard it was even bigger than that yeah and he never settled mm. he just got more love for what he did and just kept doing it and the 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 fact that he got to just do it and do more of it was what made him happy. Yeah, and he didn't care about the money. He didn't care about the office space. He didn't care about the amount of episodes that he's done. He doesn't even bring up the amount of episodes he's done. He doesn't even talk highly of himself anymore. He just he just enjoys what he's what he's doing and all that. And that's yeah. the best thing about podcasts. Is like it's good to celebrate small wins though. That's oh yeah, def yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really liked how you said as well the other day on, on your episode that, you know, you're so right about the whole, you know, the second party coming in and like, you know, oh. that shit, that oh. shit will turn me off instantly as well. Yeah. There is something amazing about being your own boss and being like, you can say what you want. You can take it out if you want to. Yeah. That I, I will never, yeah, you're right. You never settle for that kind of thing. The independence of doing a podcast was something that was unheard of 
years ago you couldn't do it like now the fact that you can just like we can come here today and like shoot a podcast without a producer in the room it's it's insane and that's such a that's such a thing that we should be grateful for because that was unheard of years ago yeah that is that is correct uh i remember remember saying that like i would never sell myself out i had a scenario where i was offered something actually i was offered to get paid to work for a company and they were like oh but you have to do it you have to do it for a script it has to run through us you have to promote our products yeah i can only talk to our athletes but we'll pay you and i said no thank you and i just said no thank you and i said no thank you but really i wanted to say fuck off <laughs> in a polite way because your audience would recognize instantly instantly and i would know that w- if I was just doing it for that, it goes against all the morals of what I wanted You'd to do. You'd be so unhappy as I well. I would be so unhappy as well. So that's the main thing that's like where I am. Like a, like I said on, the, on that podcast, if someone came to me with a bag of money and they said, okay, you work for me now, here's your money, I'd shit in that bag of money and send it back because mm. I will not sell any ownership of this. This is my thing. It's like, like you said about it being your child, it is raising a child. Yeah, it literally is. <laughs> yeah. and you got to feed that baby. You yeah, know, you got to yeah. you got to make the episodes. You got to feed the baby. You're like, oh yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it kind of is. Like you wouldn't sell your kid. I mean, people do sell their kids. But yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah, you, well, you know, it is your child, and I think you know, I respect that a lot that you say that because I'm I'm on the exact same wavelength, and I do think a lot of you know, we're lucky to have a lot of really good shows out there who would feel the exact same way that independence is something that was like unheard of and now i feel like now you can do your own show yeah it terrifies like you know like terrestrial tv for example that's that shit is just it's slowly dying like you know what what's totally dying terrestrial tv like you know like channel nine and ten and stuff like you know that would be like that would be like in 10 years that would be gone you know with all the streaming services like you know it's just it's slowly it's slowly going towards that and i feel like that's what radio will slowly start to go down as well because this is like the new generation of like creators when was the last time you actually even listened to radio well i can't remember i don't but with work you know the only at work because the radio's on you know, yeah. and I hate, I hate what I hear. Cause I'm like, you know, you fuckers are just like, I, 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 I sympathize with them. Cause it's kind of like they're in their fifties. They grew up with like producers and stuff. But I'm like, man, your shows are just so boring. Like yeah. you have to go through a script. You can't say anything controversial. You can't say anything you really want to. You gotta sit by the script and yeah. like, I kind of hate that shit. I can't. Yeah. I, I hate it as well when it's just like ads every five, 10 minutes. Oh my God. That is like, the worst. The amount of times I've heard car ads with terrible music and the conversations you write about on those shows are so fucking boring boring well. filtered and scripted scripted and it and i'm yeah. like that's that you're right i honestly do believe that radio will eventually die one day because it's of, on its way out yeah but the thing was though spotify wasn't around like when did spotify come around it was you know it's been out for it's been out for a lot longer than i remember yeah but it wasn't i mean i didn't start using spotify until i left school i would always use like apple yeah music and all that shit yeah yeah and it was like there were podcasts that replaced radio as yeah. well and not even that but next up is books yeah books are dying like it's, it's weird audio, to weird. yeah audio because, books, because of audible yeah. and the power of audiobooks and the power of you know what's the other thing um podcasts as well they explain that kind of stuff like 
you have to be willing to adapt to the situation as well. So that's how I feel like um, writers adapt as well because now that they have they release an audio book, that helps them get money as well rather than the hard copy. So well, sometimes the author now will also like narrate it, or they'll get someone like they'll get like a good name to come in to narrate the, oh. the books. Just like it, it helps with like sales and stuff. And yeah, uh, you're right. Adapt to the, adapt to the times. Like, but you're right though. Like I, do I listen to the radio in my car driver? Like never, ever. Yeah, like yeah. it's just, it's, I chuck on, I chuck on uh, H3 podcasts. Like that's what, and that is, yeah. that is the equivalent of, of radio now. Yeah. That is what I will listen to. Cause I don't listen to the, the fucking rave. I want to listen to music. I can pick what I want to play on Spotify. Easy as that. Yeah, here's another good example. It's also the way of news as well. Yes. When was the last time you read a newspaper? Oh man, <laughs> I kind of hate. I, I there's something. I used to deliver newspapers as my first job, so yeah. I'm like I'm sentimental to the classic newspaper. But yeah, I don't. I I I literally I I don't. Unfortunately, because yeah. I, I never. I can't remember the last time I read a newspaper, and it's just so that's that's generally where where we're going right now and. The other thing that I think is scary as well is we're actually maybe we might be heading away from pictures mm. into pure videos. Like videos, yeah. Um, I feel like Instagram's still popular, but the most popular thing these days is is reels and yeah. TikToks. TikToks, yeah. TikToks is uh, it personally I hate TikTok. I don't I have hate it. The app. I hate I'm the still I'm still going strong. My mm. girlfriend fucking loves it. I hate it. <laughs> and, I, and I hear nothing but uh you know i hear nothing but you know people are saying like it's the best place to promote but i can't bring myself to do it yeah. i just simply can't i just don't like it i just don't yeah i don't like the app as well because the the algorithm in the australian way of it and the american way because what it does to me is it just it fries my mind sometimes when like it would be one video absolutely like and then there'll be another video that rouse me up about something and then the next video is like something that's gonna i don't know that's just ridiculous and it's just like for in a, I, mean, I like things that bring me up you know you want to be around things that feed to like help feed you and help yeah. give you energy and help like pump you up and motivate you but every time i'm on uh tiktok it's just it's numbing my brain it's mm. also like it's also teaching that that new generation to like have the lowest like you know like uh, attention span yeah, yeah. A, a two hour podcast a three hour sometimes Ooh. podcasts listen to like three and a half four hours yeah. that would be they couldn't do that they're used to one minute 15 second videos now exactly. the idea of like watching even like a youtube video that is 15 minutes long yeah that attention span is insane like you can go on like analytics for like youtube and like i saw the other day for a clip upload on youtube it was like um uh, it, it gives you like the statistics of where most people dropped off, and it was like, it was like a minute and a half in. I was like, "Fuck, that sucks!" And then, yeah. it was, and then I checked for the thing. It's like, and this is above average to normal, uh, above average to normal. So yeah. a minute and a half is more than normal people go on a YouTube video yeah. and turn it off because they're so the attention spans. It's just you got to with the show. I guess like the first minute of like they always say like, the first minute of your show is like the most important because. It's like to entice them enough to want to stay. But that's always the scariest bit because you want to like, I don't know about you, every time I sit down and do a show, I'm like, you know, I really want this to be a really good one. Yeah. So when you first start, you kind of are like, you know, you kind of like, you know, tripping over your words a little bit. You are like, you know, you're with your co-host and you're trying to like, you know, you're not trying to talk over each other and like, 
that's just, that's the hardest part of the show for me is starting it. Yeah. But then that's the most important bit because that's like when you have to get people's attention and people people's attention spans, I swear, it's just, it's so to go. And again, TikTok does not help that argument at all, which is why I don't really like it. People love it though. Yeah. People absolutely love it. You're right. You're right. Because that's the best way I can put it. I don't know why, but I just feel that's the way we are as human beings. We're definitely heading that way. Because yeah. when you meet someone... For most people, it doesn't take long to already get a judgment of them. Mm. I think first impressions in humans are just so important. Like immediately when you see someone you like, some people just like them or not, just by physical attraction. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's that as well with media. Like if you see something, your brain will process it. And if it already likes it, then it will turn to it. Yeah, it's what they look like, their hair, their clothes. Uh, It's It's their attitude their posture like it's instantly do you like someone you don't and yeah i, think, I don't know that's why you gotta have thick skin as well in in this game because i feel like yeah people are it's very it's very easy to to judge you know it very it's very easy to judge yeah we're very humans are very very judgmental beings you know but it's I, also like you know it's also like man when i sometimes i can get so riled up at something what someone said to me about the show and then I'm just like, man, fuck, like, you try and do it. Yeah. You try and do it. Like, yeah. it's like, come on, I'm trying my best here. That's yeah. all I can say, really. It's like, you know, you're really going to, like, fucking, it, that's the only yeah. thing you took out of the video is that one little mistake that I made. Like, it, yeah. that's, that's, it's hard, you know. I feel like the way you win is just by not giving it attention. The best example I can do, and this is something as well I learned, um, you know that thing on Instagram called Not Gonna Lie, where you can ask someone an anonymous message? Oh god, yeah, that shit, that yeah. I was the stupidest. Yeah. That was I think the, that's I, I learned that about myself. Looking back at that, I was like, that was what Joe. What did you do? That was the silliest thing ever. Oh, so did you, did you actually do it? I did it. Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was, I did okay. it. And then the amount of hate messages that I that got, is, oh. and then from people behind the, the thing. And then they were saying some things like, oh, you got a podcast, you have no physique, you shouldn't be a personal trainer, you shouldn't what? be talking. Yeah, some some got, some That's people were saying, some people said some interesting stuff. Like one said, oh, you wear makeup in the gym. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> someone said like, your mum should have swallowed you. Someone saying some stuff about mum. Someone said some stuff about my girlfriend. That is ridiculous. And then I got railed up. So I actually paid the $15 and found out who actually said the stuff because... Yeah, I actually found oh out who was God. making those comments and I confronted that? them. And then I just felt like yeah, I did actually confronted them. Hold Holy on. Shit. Um, I got limited space on the SD cards and money. Oh, that's fine. Send. Yeah, so, um, so I actually found out about who was actually saying that stuff. And then... Did that scare you? Because I feel like I would almost like not want to know. Well, yeah, that's the thing though. When I actually found out, it didn't give me any... I didn't feel better about like, Man, I thought you liked me. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's been well, the worst bit. Yeah. I thought you fucking liked me, bro. Why are you saying this shit about my girl? Like, The fact that I wasted my time and gave these people attention and mm. formed with my is just the stupidest waste of time I've ever done. Oh my God. And then that's where I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of, you find me these days, I'm very withdrawing more and more and more from social media. I just use it to oh, post the got, last set podcast. You you I'm withdrawing more and more from social media these days. And I know I am because. You know how at the end of every week you get the amount of time you spent on your phone? Oh, man, that shit is, like, Mine's scariest. going down and down and down and down. That shit is the scariest thing ever when you actually get, like, the actual Mount average time, yeah. Mine's, like, six hours. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. have I done? Like, how the hell have I... I mean, obviously, you got it with work, like, texts yeah. and calls. Yeah, yeah. But, man, like, I ain't going to lie. A lot of that shit is me just sitting on my fucking ass on yeah. Twitter, which yeah. gives me 
next to no joy. Like, why am I even doing it? You know, also about the whole comments thing. Like, you know, have you got, have you got space in the SD? Sorry? Can I talk? Have we got, have we got yeah, some absolutely. Time? Oh, okay, fine. We might need to switch out in like 10 minutes. Oh, okay, so, yeah. cool. Yeah. About the whole, like, you know, I've heard a really good comment about how like, um, you know, like YouTube comments and comments like that on like posts, like it's, it's like a conversation you're not supposed to hear. Like, you know, it's like you're listening to a conversation of people who like, you know, you're not even in the room and you're not supposed to hear it. Like you can't comment back when you're like, when you're filming a video and you've shot a podcast and like people are commenting about stuff you said, you don't have that. You don't have the opportunity while you're filming to even like reply to that person. They're yeah. listening to your conversation and they're having an opinion about it. And it's like, you're not even in the room with them. Yeah. Like you can't even, I don't reply, by the way, I don't reply to, to I've fucking been so close sometimes to replying to people yeah. and being like, you fucking asshole. Like, yeah. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, what good will that do? Like, yeah. seriously, yeah. it looks bad for the channel. Yeah. You don't want people coming on to be like, yeah. oh, this guy fucking fired up. I know that, I know that the comment was shit, but like, why is the channel frying back at them? Like, yeah. don't yeah. give them the time of day. You have to be, take responsibility for it as well. Like you have to pick your battles. If somebody said something about the podcast and they were actually negatively affected and what they were saying were wrong, then yeah, I would believe that's a worthy battle to fight. But if it's some cunt in his mum's basement it, and he's got no better that. time, yeah, that's what it is that. most of the time. But the same thing is, if they're saying that stuff online, that shows who they are as a person. Because no one says, I, with all the stuff that they were saying to me online, I know for a fact they wouldn't say that shit to my face to because face. if they knew that they did, I would beat the crap out of them as well. Who says that stuff? Though? That that <laughs> blows my mind. That yeah. like that's the kind of thing you're like, oh no, one would ever say that. Oh, they did. You know, that is that is that is bonkers. Yeah. I mean, at least like you know. When I get shit, like, you know, I'll get, I'll get shit online for defending, you know, you know, defending a female doctor or like, yeah. you know, saying that I'm really excited for Shudy Gatwa, like, you know, a gay and black doctor. And like, we've got our first uh, transgender companion coming up next really? year. Yeah. Next year. I didn't know that. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to feel bad for defending, you know, minorities ever. And if that's the shit, I'm, if I'm actually going to get shit for that, like I, I don't have time and space for homophobic comments, like racist comments, yeah. like sexist comments. I ain't got time for that. If you're actually going to get angry at me for defending those minorities, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm doing that. Like yeah. we have no time for that kind of shit. See, that's the thing that I actually haven't watched an episode of Doctor Who in yeah. quite some time. The last yeah, Doctor I watched was the Christmas episode, Matt Smith and his final episode. Yeah, time of the doctor. Yeah, I yeah. can name. I can name. I'm such a fucking nerd. That's I can okay. name That's every okay. episode of Doctor Who. That's so fucking from good. From season though. one to thirteen in order. That's awesome. Yeah. Because so I won't bore you. I won't no, 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 no. I actually enjoyed it as well. I love yeah. it because mm. the, the you got to do something fresh. You got the problem with the thing is with a show like that. Like you have to keep it new. You have to keep it fresh because I've spoken many times on the podcast before. If I turn to TV shows. How many seasons of a TV show can you truly have before the episode, the thing starts to get stale? Mm. Doctor Who is one of those few TV shows I believe that can stay relevant because it knows how to rewrite itself yeah, and it reinvent all itself. The time. It's like it's like like artists, it's like yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. He had to reinvent himself. Mm. It's like the ones who are the shit for some small period of time, and then that's it. That's all they're known for. One hit wonders. But the ones who are constantly reinvented themselves, that's what's better and better. Like, for example, the other thing as well is um, it's like with TV shows. If a TV show doesn't know how to reinvent itself, then it, I don't know if it's going to stay relevant. Like, um, I truly believe that a TV show can have about five, maybe six seasons. Yeah. 
before it starts to get stale, which is why, you know, I loved the last season of Stranger Things. Right. Even though the next Stranger Things season is going to be the last one, I'm kind of very, very happy that it is. At least we know when to wrap it up. Exactly, and it's like the other thing with the boys right now. The boys is also Love probably the boys. The boys yeah. is fucking, fucking great, really dopest TV show. It's ever. so good. It Season so good. three, was it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. such a great show. And it's one of those shows where I feel like, oh, it's getting better each season. It really is. And I kind of don't want it to go more than six because if it keeps trying to get better, you're so right. The climate of TV at the moment is like it's so it's so big. Like TV is is it's changed so much and for the better. And I think. You know, the issue with Doctor Who in the last five years is that it just it hasn't understood the market. It's not done a good job at keeping up with like there are so many great shows at the moment. Like you need to like you you know, you you can't expect people to tune in every week if you're just releasing crap. Like and that's why I'm really excited. Next year is the sixtieth anniversary of the show. So it's been on for sixty years, just fucking ages. Sixty years. Sixty years, yeah. So it'll be sixty next year. And they're bringing in a writer from from years ago, Rusty Davis, like my favorite TV writer, who's like arguably one of the biggest writers in the UK, and you know David Tennant's coming back. Like, is he? He's coming back. He for was three the episodes. He's yeah. the fucking G. He's the G. And like you know, it's rumored that like a lot of old doctors will come back just to you know show up for the special. And I really do think like you're so right. Like it, you have to you have to have a right to be on the air. You know, you need to. You know, Russell really understands the climate of TV at the moment. There's so much stuff out there when if a show just doesn't grab your attention or doesn't know when to end, that's when it starts to, you know, become shit. And that's when people start to lose interest. These yeah. are there are shows that go on for way too long, mostly like network shows, like twenty two episode season shows have gone for yeah. for years and seasons and seasons. And you need to adapt it like 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 Doctor Who, like the writers, the the doctor, the companions, yeah. even like even like the TARDIS, the TARDIS is the same, the TARDIS like interior changes. It yeah. is the same story per se and the same villains, but they get like redesigned and like they change yeah. and it is 60 next year. So, you know, it clearly works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, the network TV shows that we talk about, like home and away and neighbors. Oh my days. Has neighbors ended yet? No, it's on his last season now. I can't believe it's ending. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's been around for that long. But it had like, something to like, do with... Where was the last time we watched an episode of Davis? That's the thing. It <laughs> actually, I couldn't believe this. It had something to do with like Channel 10 in Australia not being able to sell like the rights again for another year to the UK. They were like, oh, we, I don't think we want to pick it up again to, yeah. to show it in the UK. And that's that was the straw that broke the camel's back because Neighbours in the UK and Home and Away... It's actually really big. The first time I watched Neighbours was in the UK when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's I didn't what, even know it was an English show as well. Well, like, yeah, people in the UK love it because they're like, oh, my God, like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's a piece of love, and I can say it because I'm English, but, like, it, English people have an interesting concept of Australia sometimes. Like, yeah, we do. When I, when, I, when I come back to the UK, they're like, they don't really understand... My cousins, my small cousins think I leave I leave my house and I'm like, there's like sand everywhere and I ride a fucking kangaroo <laughs> to work. Like, they don't understand that. So yeah. when they see, uh, you know, neighbours, they're like, wow, like, that's really how bad. they live across the pond, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's what, that's what they do. And they just, they just love that kind of thing. But yeah, they didn't, apparently, um, I think it's Channel 4 in the UK, I think they didn't want to pick up the rights again for another year. So that's ending. That's sad. Like, it's sad to see that shit has ended. Yeah. It's actually, I guess what I mean by terrestrial TV is slowly dying. It will all be streaming services one day, which I think is sad because there's something nicer sometimes. And, you know, late at night, if you want to try eating dinner, I always find it so hard to find something to chuck on like a streaming service. It is nice sometimes just to shoot through terrestrial and like try and, I love the yeah. cooking shows. I'll chuck on a cooking show, whatever's playing plays. 
Yeah. I'll miss that. Like, but you know, it's slowly dying. Yeah, and that's a shame. Like, you know, I, I, I think, I think you know, streaming services as good as they are, they are also like killing yeah. the classic terrestrial TV. You know. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So we're just gonna switch out SD cards. Of course. Right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah Thank right. you. Right.